How many were in the service last night? Lift up your hand. Oh, how thankful. Do you realize how precious, and I want to use the word almost priceless, priceless. You should thank God every day that we got to hear what we heard last night. I mean, it was like every line was pregnant with revelation. I'll tell you what's in my heart, and you should worship the Lord in this way, with this expectation. These services are actually preparation for the end time outpouring that's about to invade the earth and hit the church, and it will take us all the way to the rapture. So it's kind of like the final fine-tuning. Does that make sense? The final icing on the cake. The final adjustments that we all need to make. Say amen to that so I don't feel alone. But you know, the Lord will help us with that and with His presence. All you got to do is worship Him. And there'll be changes made in your life that you don't even know are taking place. Important point, if you just worship Jesus, there'll be changes made in your life that you don't even know. There'll be things extracted that you don't want, and there'll be things imparted that you'll need to finish your race. And it's painless. It's like Holy Ghost anesthesia. It's like laughing gas. You know, you go to the dentist and they, I always say, can I take a tank of that stuff home with me? They always say no. But the point of it is, is what are they doing? They, they get you all, uh, you know, with laughing gas. And, you know, then, then it's like they're taking something out that would hurt you. And then filling it up with gold. Old days, I don't know if they use gold. I got a mouthful of gold in the back. I thought about selling it, but anyway. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands right now. We worship Jesus. We worship Jesus. We worship Jesus. We worship Jesus. Oh, how we worship Jesus. We worship Jesus. We worship Jesus. We worship Jesus. And we say, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Master, Savior, Jesus, like
right now. What's happening?
of God and the presence of God that if you're going to flow with God in the last days can you sense the reverence and honor we talk about honor around an offering we talk about honor around uh, receiving a ministry gift we talk about honor for one another so important there needs to be an honor that when his presence comes in a room you're almost struck silent Jesus. I don't know how else to describe it. So we said, what's coming in waves of worship? What does that next thing sound like? What does it feel like? It feels like God and His majesty. And I only know one word to describe it. Honor Him. Who he is. So one more time his pastor comes. Just do one more time. I don't know what else to do in moments like this, but just worship him. Just worship him. We worship, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. You are good. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God for his presence. Thank God for the anointing. Praise God. But it's him. Thank God for the ability to run into a safe place or just stay there. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Give him one praise one more time. Thank you, Jesus. We're grateful, Father, that you've not just invited us 
into an inheritance, into redemption, into all the blessings that belong to us in Christ. But you invited us into your very self, your very, very self, and drawn us to yourself. We're thankful for that truth, Lord. We thank you for this morning, the communion of the Holy Ghost that we have, the fellowship of the Spirit, where he is in us and we're in him and we as one flow together. We thank you, Father, as we do that this morning. Your plan will be fulfilled and consummated in this service. We'll give you all the praise for it in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. One of the things I appreciate about meetings like this is the variety, you know, many ministers in, uh, in the meeting flowing together. And, um, um, you know, what would life be if we had to just run this race? Thank God for the presence of God. But how many of you notice God didn't give Adam just himself in the, in the uh, garden back there. He gave him somebody to fellowship with who also was knowing him, fellowshipping with him. Amen. Your spirit needs the fellowship of God needs that time in his presence, but it needs also fellowship with other believers. Amen. Isn't it good to have people to run our race with and fellowship with around the things of God? Because we're getting to know him, and then somebody else is getting to know him, and they tell us what they know in him. We tell them what we know in, the, in him, and then we know him better. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. This morning, my wife's going to come and minister. And uh, she's ready, but I want to say that uh, I thank God for her. Be honest with you, she's the temper to my steel. And uh, you know, she she has she is you know, two people married married couples often have different different abilities or you know strengths and so forth. And uh, she she helps me in a lot of ways. You know, people see me in the in the front preaching, but uh, I bounce a lot of things off of her. And uh, we talk, I share with her what's in my heart, and she shares what God's saying to her. And I, I, I strongly value her input. I strongly value my, my fellowship with her and the supply she is to my life. And um, she's a woman of faith. I don't know if you've ever studied the Bible and studied women of faith, but watch out when a woman gets hold of faith. You know what I'm talking about? She won't, I'm not trying, but she won't let me backslide or get out of the plan of God. <laughs> so I thank God for her. Um, she she um, came to me. Well, she started coming to me a number of years ago. She said, I'm not like you. I said, well, praise God. Because that's scriptural. How many of you know we have gifts differing? And I value what's in you, honey. Come, just obey God. Give her a big hand as she comes. I, I may not be like him, but like Pastor Nancy has said, he's been my Bible school. And I went to Bible school, but frankly, it was my husband that I, I it went through some filtering <laughs> in my younger years, but then several times he, he helped me understand some things. You can be seated. Uh, it's kind of comical. I mean, I think it is because I have to get over myself sometimes. Uh, I wrote the book, Divine Healing and Health for Today. As a matter of fact, uh, somebody, if you can get me one of those, please, Divine Healing and Health for Today. Uh, and I talked about the difference of the healing, the tangible anointing, which also includes the healing anointing, you understand, and gifts of the Spirit and endowments in the back of that book. And I'd really encourage you ministers, uh, we talk about 
that scripturally. And I referred to James uh, in Jerusalem, you know, the lead pastor, but I referred to him as one of the, uh, Apostle James, one of the disciples, and he came to me and said, uh, honey, that's Jesus's brother. <laughs> I'm like, I knew that, <laughs> I knew that. And then I, sure enough, I went and checked the book and it was like, I was like, oh, I can't. But you know, sometimes you just gotta get over yourself. And that's, that's why we, we rewrite our books over and over again. <laughs> Anyway, I learned that, and for some reason we didn't get that because we edited and did everything, and I rewrote and rewrote and rewrote, but hey, you know, y'all know what I meant. So, but this Divine Healing and Health for Today book uh, came through several years of study and teaching on divine healing and health and doing the class here on Sunday mornings for our church at Spirit of Faith, and uh, we've got the first 10 chapters that talk about several aspects of faith and a foundation of faith. And really through the Bible school here, uh, teaching at Pastor Nancy's Bible school for several years, I just took faith on every different angle. And we, uh, th through that, I came out with Faith on Trial. And we had that book. Pastor Nancy helped me with, with the, uh, I don't know if you remember, we were in the car and she helped me get the gavel and, and send it, yeah, design the cover. So, but anyway, uh, and then Dr. Dufresne told me, you need to put pictures in there. So I did. I put pictures. And we uh, have several things. My great-grandmother was a minister, traveling minister, pastor. So I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, so we have different pictures. And we also were involved with Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Dad Hagen was our spiritual father for several years until he passed away. And was that when, in 2003, sweetie? Yeah. 2003, so he passed away at that time, but he was our spiritual father, and it was that same year that the Lord, like uh, Pastor Jay was talking about yesterday, brought us across the path of Dr. Dufresne and, uh, at a camp meeting, and he had, remember yesterday he was talking about, he, he gave him a card because the Lord dealt with him to ask him to come, he did it in the back room, he asked him to come and minister at that camp meeting, it was a friend of ours camp meeting, I know I'm jumping around in Effingham, uh, but anyway, and the Lord dealt with him to, to ask Dr. Dufresne to come when he ministered at that camp meeting. And then they asked me to sing a song, only one name, actually Cindy Black wrote that, and it's a healing song. And so when I sang that, the anointing for healing came and Dr. Dufresne said, yeah, 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 yeah. That one that gave me the, the card, yeah, I'm coming. So it, it was a, a divine appointment. And then Pastor Nancy, Dr. Uh, Dad Hagen passed away. And then the next time Dr. Trent came, Pastor Nancy came. We were in the back room, and I was getting ready to leave out of the back room, and I lost my ability to speak. Now, God sometimes uses me that way. When I lose my ability to speak, it usually means I need to shut up. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's my interpretation. But anyway to just say what he said, and, and I could only speak in tongues, and what came out was dad, dad, and, and I, can, can I call you dad? <laughs> he says, sure, and he laughed, and uh, so the Lord dealt with Pastor Jay, your supply has changed to California, well, our spiritual father went home to be with the Lord, so the Lord hooked us up with Dr. Train, Pastor Nancy as our pastor, and I referred to her as my spiritual mother as well, so, and uh, I know we look like sisters. Some people ask me if I'm her daughter, but I'm like, no, <laughs> don't do that to me because we look more like sisters 
we're, we're closer in age, but she's my spiritual mom. So anyway, we've got pictures in there and uh, family and different ones. And then in chapter 11, we answer several different questions. Now, I want to I refer to something in chapter 11. Let me get to it's answering key questions. At the very beginning of that, it goes through several different ways to receive healing. And I did a lot of study and put a lot of time in scriptures. So ministers, you can get that and use that uh, several different ways. Like Dad Hagen says, many times we, well, the Lord told him, uh, you, you take these methods, shake them all up together. And, you know, there's different ways to receive. We can lay hands on the sick with the tangible anointing. We do it in faith, but we also, with just raw faith, so to speak, we can uh, just lay hands on the sick and people will recover. Amen. Jesus said to go right? Uh, there's so many different aspects of the anointing, and there's different ways to receive. You can, you know, any two agree together in my name, there I will be in the midst, and so on and so forth. But we're not going to talk about all that today, okay? Um, first of all, I also want to say that, uh, let me finish what I was talking about. So chapter 13, the special healing anointing and ministry endowments, and we tell the difference between that tangible anointing uh, which also uh, is referring to a healing anointing, but there's different things within that tangible anointing, right? I mean, devils would leave too, right? But there, there, there's different aspects, uh, but it's different from the gifts of the Spirit. And Dad Hagen referred to the tangible healing anointing because in his ministry, God dealt with him to, to emphasize the healing. So he called it the healing, the tangible healing anointing. But you know, I remember, uh, before I get that, let me, let me do the preliminaries. Thank you, Pastor, for coming. <laughs> let me do the pre Thank you, all the ministers, for coming. Thank you for our church, uh, Cedar Rapids, and all the Lee Summit individuals. I think we have three or four families from Lee Summit, praise the Lord, that really have just jumped in and said, hey, I want to be involved in helps ministry. I've been coming. Uh, and, and even Pastor uh, Brendan, Pastor Forrest, they've been coming, they're pastors in Excelsior Springs, and they've been helping those meetings, praise the Lord, bringing their families and started going to Bible school, and praise the Lord. Amen. So thank you all for coming, and all the Hispanic ones um, that are listening, and uh, we, we, thank you, thank you so very much. We are, because we have the YouTube uh, Jerbley Ministries Espanol now. So we say hello to you. And we're so glad, uh, so glad. Amen. Gloria a Dios. Yo necesito to practicar mi español no un. Part of that was right, part of it wasn't. Okay. So, you want to get this book, and I can't emphasize enough. I'll be honest with you, for several years, I read Dad Hagen's books. I, I learned so much from Dr. Dufresne because he referred to the endowments and, and talked to us about what they were, different things. And really, I just took all that material together. And then I also explained about our experiences. Now, there's something in listening to people's different anointings and giftings, and that's really what we're going to be talking about today, that we can learn. And something that Pastor Nancy said last night. Now, before... I just want to let you know, I have been led clear last week and several times God just confirming to me I was going to be going this direction. And God started talking to me about patterns, Pastor, and uh, about being skilled 
with the anointing. So, uh, and I thought, well, everything I do, I want it to hook up with Pastor Nancy and her, you know, because we, we look at her as a higher anointing and she's got the night services and we just want to flow, you know, and make it easy for her ministry, right? Uh, this is our church, I understand that, but she's our spiritual mother, our, our pastor, so we don't want to do anything that takes it in flows that is going to hinder her flow. Amen. Amen. But anyway, one of the things she said, pay attention to the patterns that he moves in your life. Pay attention to as much as happens before service, as much as during a service. How he moves on you. We are having a school of the spirit this week, it seems. We are having a school of the spirit this week. And uh, she was talking about learning the patterns. And the tangible anointing shows up at different times. And she talked about the four different uh, well, it says four times when the tangible anointing will come. And she talked about healing, uh, number one. Two, spirit of uh, prayer starts operating. Three, an angel is present. Four, in the atmosphere, uh, just that she senses it. It doesn't mean I, I need to do something with it because I am not in charge of the service all the time. So those different things will help uh, just that she knows when the tangible anointing is coming. But... There's a reason that it's there. Yeah. I wouldn't normally start out with this, but I think it's appropriate. I was, I was in a, the back room with my husband and actually Pastor Ike, and we were at a minister's conference, and there was a pastor that came back to that room, and he was talking with the, the overseers and the pastors there, and I saw a white mask on him. Now, I don't, would normally start out with this, but I'm, I'm just led to, so I will. And uh, I saw a white mask on him, and I knew from experience that that most likely meant a spirit of death. And that is discerning of spirits, you understand. But really, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, did he put white powder on this morning, you know? <laughs> Uh, does he have makeup on? What, what's going on here? And I actually said to Pastor Jay and Pastor Ike, you remember that? I said, do you, see, do you see something on his face? And they looked at me like, his face? I, I don't see anything on his face. And I said, do, do you see anything about it? I didn't want to tell him what I was seeing. No, we don't see anything. Does it look white? Yeah. No, it doesn't look white. It, it did to me. And then I noticed that with the discerning of spirits. And then the Lord started bringing back to me, uh, even at sometimes I've watched programs and I saw people with a mask on their face. I mean, even over the TV. Now, not all the time. I'm not trying to, you know, be hyper-spiritual. Okay, I see, you know, you know, things coming out of the bushes and everything. I'm not. Anyway, so there was a reason. But, see, I wasn't in charge of that service. I wasn't there as a minister, I was just there as a receiver. Yes. So I didn't go say, hey, I need to lay hands on you and cast that thing out or whatever. Yes. I, I didn't do that whatsoever. Well, what did you do? Well, I learned that I was seeing something that helped confirm that gift. Yes. And it, I realized I'd seen that before because I asked them, bounced it off them. Uh, and then I just prayed for them. I just prayed for them. And that they would see that. And I knew it was the spirit of death. So that God would show them anything they would need for longevity in their life. And actually, the pastors that they were going there to see, I was praying for them. Lord, anything they need to say to them or help them with. Amen? So, so we need to be skilled. 
and we can learn over the years, right? Okay. So uh, just wonderful things last night, and I just wanted to let you know that I really didn't just go, write, go home and write all this out. I had really started getting this last week, so I, I just am flowing in this direction. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, I want you to, let, let's realize we referred to it in Mark 16, verse 15. Uh, but let's read that. Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, to his 11 disciples, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. So we have authority in the name of Jesus just through our saving faith, our general faith, the the same faith that we got saved with, but we can use that to uh, be healed. And then if people will agree with us, you just can't go around laying hands on everybody if they're not in agreement with it. 75% of the time, uh, Pastor Jay did a study on this, uh, Jesus ministered and taught them, and it was according to their faith. So, and you may say, well, what if there's a gift of the Spirit? Well, I guess we would say that 25% of the, the rest of the time, it, gifts of the Spirit or what have you, um, you still teach people to receive by faith. Right. Most likely, if somebody's not a Christian or they're a young Christian, you can get things with your faith. And unless you have special faith, which is, which is out beyond your saving faith, and not everybody's operating in that, you understand, but unless that comes on you, you cannot believe for somebody else. Or just minister to them. Right? So, but we all should be laying hands on the sick just in faith. But there's so many different things that we need to learn. And, and uh, we see people all the time as pastors, you know, they'll, they'll take off several weekends because they're going to minister to grandma or uncle Bob or whatever. And they get depleted spiritually and they're doing everything they can to get somebody healed. But that person isn't going to church. They're getting drained. And we tell them, come to church. Pray for them. Tell them, move here. (laughs) What are you doing? You know, you're going to get spiritually depleted. Now, you have faith for yourself and your family, and then your children grow up, and they hit an age of accountability, and you're going to have to teach them how to receive by their own faith. Unless you have special faith. And again, it's a young person or somebody that doesn't, uh, know the Lord. Uh, and yes, we minister gifts of the Spirit. Uh, we have services where we're ministering by the gifts of the Spirit. What do, we, what do we do? We still teach people how to receive by faith. Now, the gifts of the Spirit are not received by special faith. You understand? But you minister as you, you follow uh, an unction. And the lay people can get gifts of the Spirit, but more readily it's, it operates in as endowments or gifts, or that word gifts is miraculous faculties with the apostle, uh, the prophet, the evangelist, and the pastor, and the teacher. And of course they're going to reach more people in their congregations and you know, if they have a ministry around the world or what have you. And there are endowments within their ministry gift offices in Ephesians Chapter 5, it talks about they are equipped for, really, the Greek there is for the right ordering of the saints. So there is a divine order that uh, ministers need to follow, and it will help their congregation members. It will help the body of Christ. 
Amen. And we need to know what our endowments are. And it's like, well, what's an endowment? Well, I just told you it's a miraculous faculty, but we're going to learn more. Amen. Amen. So let's uh, understand in, well, in verse 20 of Mark 16, it says, and they went out and preached everywhere. So what is that? That was the disciples. But they had fivefold ministry call on their life, right? The disciples, they were being prepared for that, to go out into the fivefold ministry with Jesus. Now, verse 20, they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. Now, Pastor Nancy talked about, uh, you know, the minister that taught the service, and Dr. Dufresne leaned over to her and said, you know, the healing anointing's here. But they just shut their Bible and then they walked off. Well, that should teach us something. Ministers, we should, our antennas ought to be up when, you know, pastor tells a story like that. And every single time we go into a service, there is a purpose for that service. Now, I'll be honest with you, I have to keep it simple. Because before I came into this service, you know, I'm a studier. And I have to be careful not to get mental about it. And, you know, I want to read 50 books and read all the notes I can and listen to every CD. And then by the time you're ready to preach your sermon, you're so confused you don't know what to do. Because there's no way you can remember all that. And the, the fact is, the Lord dealt with me like three or four different times. And I saw myself, because I see myself, and sometimes I will minister more by inspiration. Now, when I'm in a Bible school setting, it's more of a teaching ministry. But and I'm not saying I'm not teaching, but it's by inspiration of the Spirit in the moment. And the Lord dealt with me several years ago, be a student of the Word, and then study on the subjects I tell you to, and then in the services, uh, you just have, you know, you can teach or preach, but just flow by inspiration of the Spirit. Now, I primarily do that more on the road than I do in the local church because we are general practitioners and we are to be teachers and preachers of the word to teach our uh, congregation, right? And Pastor Jay and I actually stand in another office than pastor. And it's a higher office that we stand in and we minister on the road. And with me, that is earmarked with the healing ministry. Several years ago uh, at a conference, Pastor Nancy and Dr. Dufresne uh, asked different ministers to come back and pray after the service. And we were glad to do that and, you know, pray for their ministry. So we weren't there to pray about our ministry. So we were yielding to prayer and followed their lead and, and, and prayed for Dufresne Ministries and uh, the Freshwell Fellowship and, you know, the, the services that week and what have you. But at the end, there was a law. And I, God started dealing with me some things, and I could tell others were just quiet. So I just listened. I didn't say anything, of course, but God was dealing with me. And what he said to me is I was to emphasize the healing ministry. I believe that was back in 2012. I had that written down with a question mark. But anyway, uh, usually we, we try to write those things down and be skilled about not forgetting when it was. But I, I do believe it's around 212. And so that would have been the year before Dr. Dufresne went to be of the Lord. And, uh, but I needed to be skilled in knowing what I was to emphasize. Yes. Now, I've told students at the different Bible schools that I've ministered at, you should just be like Jesus. If you don't know what to preach, 
he would teach, preach, and heal. And we can all lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So, you know, if you go home and your pastor does ask you to preach, don't ask him to ask you to preach. Uh, just take your plunger and say, I'll clean the toilets or I'll, I'll do whatever. I mean, that's what I did with Dr. Dufresne, Pastor Nancy. I literally said, I will bring my plunger and help clean the toilets. And I remember it was Deneen and some of the others, because I offer, I've done secretary work for years. You know, my mom is has been an administrative, she was administrative secretary for several years and she taught me and I worked for uh, her and my sister did too. And then I was also the office administrator of my dad's business. So I've been involved with that for several years. And where was I going with that? Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. Plunger toilet. Okay. <laughs> so I just said, I'll do whatever. And, and Deneen asked Dr. Dufresne, Pastor Nancy, you know, should we have her do some secretary work? And uh, doctor's like, no, she's got a teaching gift, put her in the classes. So they did. And ever since I've been teaching there at the school and love it. And just started out just, and they normally give me the faith and healing, which I love. Because when you, uh, I say earmarked, when you have that, that healing ministry, uh, then really you emphasize faith. Teaching people to just receive by their own faith. Don't just talk about the anointing all the time. Now, there's an anointing within us. Don't get me wrong. So we talk about the anointing within, but there's an anointing upon. And that anointing upon, a minister can have a tangible healing anointing. And they also can have gifts of the Spirit. And particularly with healing, it's the power gifts, Right? Because you've got the three groups of gifts, the gifts that say something, the gifts that do something, that's the power gifts, gifts of healings, working of miracles, and special faith. And then you've got the revelation, uh, something that reveals the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and what else? Okay, discerning spirits. I just see if you knew. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about Dad Hagen, I'm, just bear with me. I'm, I'm going to go someplace, and then we're going to uh, go a uh, different direction. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. So I just have to get my bookmark here. All right. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, You can go ahead and turn there. Are you there? All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we see... Concerning spiritual gifts, my brethren, don't be ignorant. And really it means uh, things pertaining to the spirit, spiritual things, right? And we also see there in 12.4, there are diversities of gifts. And again, that word gifts means miraculous faculty. Now, when we're referring to ministry gift offices, like the apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, uh, 
Yeah, I said those right. When we're referring to them, it's a present. The definition, definition of the gift is a present. So did you know that your pastor is a present, a gift to you? But within their gift are endowments or miraculous faculties, things that help with the right ordering. Remember, we were talking about that. So there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. See, we're not all cookie cutters of one another. And that's one, one of the reasons I said I did not come out of the womb, Jay Eberly. Because some people expect you to be like everybody else. And I had a hard time because I, I felt like my ministry is a little bit unique. And one of the things that Pastor Jay used to say to me, honey, just be founded on the word. Everything will come in line, just found it on the Word. Now, I don't know if Pastor Nancy remembers this, but I think it was shortly when we first hooked up and we went to a conference there and we were at the bookstore and I was looking around at the books and, and, and anyway, it was kind of stupid, but I said it anyway. I said, do you have any books on the power of God? <laughs> wow. And no, the power didn't fall. <laughs> Actually, what Pastor uh, Nancy said, I was trying to read the exact words, but she says, we need to have, uh, our, ma our ministries need to be based on the word. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, um, I just realized, get the word. Get the word in me. Dr. Dufresne in a service in Austin, Texas, uh, the Lord dealt with me. There was a period where I was going to his meetings once a month. And my, my husband said, hey, if that's in your heart, go ahead. And, and I used to go, and I know Dr. Dufresne used to have Mitch call up and see how I was, and did you get in, and, you know. Uh, but I was in Austin, and he pointed to me and said, Debbie, you need to get some things from my wife. Okay, we're talking about learning to be skilled. Yes. And we pay attention to these things over the years what our pastors ministered to us, what our parents ministered to us. And I didn't all understand quite at the time what that was, but I do know very much, there's so much in Pastor Nancy, and I just receive readily all the impartations I need. And what I pray is, Father, everything I need for longevity of ministry and life, life and ministry, everything I need, and I receive that. You know, we don't go to a service and say, okay, I'll, I'll take... Uh, gifts of the Spirit, I'll take a word of knowledge, I'll take a word of wisdom, I'll take discerning of spirits, Lord, thank you. Uh, we don't do that. So when he ministered that to me, I just said, okay, Lord, I receive. And over the years, that teaching ministry. But honestly, uh, Pastor Nancy has got in deep flows of prayer. I've seen her uh, when she walked by somebody and had an unction of prayer, and the anointing was so strong and would just minister to that person. I learn by those things. I watch and I listen. And I used to write it all out. I think even one time I gave her all these things I wrote out. And, you know, she just bears with me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> like she's going to read all that. I don't know. You know, I just wrote out everything she said. I just thought, you know, maybe that would impress her. No, I wasn't trying to impress her. I just wanted to learn by these things. You understand? So, so I know that there are things. Now, I said that to say this because I read Dr. Dufresne's book, Sound, uh, from heaven. Yeah. And when I read that book, an, an anointing got on me. And I realized 
here's somebody that it's like I relate. The anointing is there. I just I see similarities in their ministry, and I'm not saying I was everything like Dr. DeFran. You understand? You can take that, but. Hey, you know what? I've been in the ministry for 42 years, so I just, you know, I've, I've earned the right to say a few things, okay? I used to just shut up about everything. It's like, oh, I can't say that. You know, somebody might think it's wrong. Well, I've earned the right to say a few things, and I've learned some skill and this and that. I, I don't, like Dad Hagen says, don't go around talking to people, you know, I'm a prophet, I'm an apostle, I'm this, I'm that. But there were times he referred to his office because he had to in the teaching of it. All right? So when I read that book, I realized that there were similarities there. And over the years, I've, I've realized that. And that's, see, that's why God needed us to be present in those services with Dr. Dufresne, Pastor Nancy, and get those impartations in the back rooms. And, and there are other times just getting impartations from them, having opportunities to be around them, uh, it doesn't mean you need to be around your pastors having dinner with them all the time. It's just there are certain things that ministries need. And if you have an opportunity to be around the man and woman of God, then take that. You know, I, yesterday, uh, it was just one of those days we were cleaning the house, getting ready uh, for some things. We were, uh, you know, I had people over that house. I need to get ready for today. But I just made a decision. I am not missing lunch with Pastor Nancy. Because I, I can get impartations at lunch because she called that we were waiting and if she wanted to go to lunch, then, and I told Jay, I said, I'm going to be there. I have so much going on, but I'm going to be there. So it's more important than, than cleaning the house, praise the Lord. I did tell her I didn't get the windows washed. I'm sorry, Pastor, about that. Because uh, she wants to come and walk through our house and, and uh, see our timber frame. Uh, they've been there before, but anyway, moving right along. So, uh, I want to read something. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4. Is this all right? Yes. Yeah. Amen. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. We need to be skilled. We need to watch. We need to learn. We need to be hooked up with the right pastor. Yes. And not just be floundering around every couple years. Yes. To those... It, it's kind of like people, they, they pick a church by uh, just like they pick their favorite hair salon or their favorite dentist or uh, if you have a favorite dentist. Anyway, <laughs> their favorite dry cleaner. Well, that's not... It, well, I, ha, I, I only have to drive five minutes to go to this church. So I would drive however far I need to to get... I mean, we have a couple, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to put them up on a pedestal, but we have a couple from Lee Summit that have been driving for the last three months, five hours, and coming to Sunday services. And one of the things that Farah said, the Magnusons, one of the things that she said is, I can't let the devil have my kids. It's important that they get things in them. You, you have a wonderful mom and dad. John and Christina, because they are, uh, they are doing what it takes to make sure that you're getting spiritual things, not just the natural things, but spiritual things. See, that will pay off. Amen. 
Koshi Ane Oshikavate. And you'll find that as time comes up, that you'll go into things because you made the commitment to be here. And the impartations, and it's going to be much, much easier. Even that situation with you, Steve, the job that you need, it will flow to you because of you putting God first and following. So just be glad because it's taken care of already. Amen. So, of course, you have to use your faith, right? Yeah. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, we know that there are other gifts, but these are the predominant ones that Paul emphasized in 1 Corinthians 12. Demonstration of the spirit and of power is actually referring to, Jesus taught Dad Hagen this, and frankly, I'm one of those that if Dad, you know, I, I know he heard from the Lord. And the Lord brought revelation of the word to Dad Hagen, but it's still based on the word. So what is the demonstration of the spirit and of power? Some people say it wrong and they say it differently. I, I think they say demonstration of the, uh, the power of the spirit, but that's not what it's saying. It's saying the demonstration or the showing forth, the manifestation of the spirit. What is the spirit? Well, uh, Dad Hagen, uh, the Lord taught him that that refers to the preaching of the word that's confirmed through utterances of the saying gifts and also the revelation gifts. And then the power is referring to the power gifts. Now, many of us wouldn't know that unless we've been taught that. So it's good that we're in a place that we're taught these things. And one of the things that, let me see here. Well, anyway, so do you understand what we're talking about here? The demonstration, the manifestation, the showing forth of the Spirit comes through the preaching and teaching of the Word, which God confirms with what? Signs, wonders, and miracles. So let's go to Hebrews 2.4. Hebrews 2.4. And while you're turning there, what I wanted to say is, uh, again, demonstration of the Spirit. He's talking about the, the gifts of the Spirit, the endowments or the miraculous faculties that are within ministry gift offices of the utterance gifts. And, and those are what? Tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And then the revelation gifts which are the discerning of spirits, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and then the demonstration of spirit and of what? Power. Power. So that would be the power gifts, gifts of healings and uh, the special faith and working of miracles. Now go study that out. And I've read several of Dad Hagen's books. I take the different uh, excerpts out of them and, and, and learn because he says them in different, he says the same thing over and over again, but different ways, and you get the nuggets. And he tells stories and, and what have you. Okay? Is that understandable? Yes. Yeah. Praise God. So let's go ahead and go to... I, I apologize. I, I need to... Well, I'll, I'll just go there myself. All right. So Hebrews 2, 4, right? Yes. 
What does that say? God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts. Various miracles and gifts. Well, it's not just miracle gifts, it's miracles and. There's conjunction there. And that word gifts means distributions. It's talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit. Distributions. It's really talking about the gifts of the Spirit within the ministry gift offices. Distributions of those gifts or endowments is what we're calling them. Now, we know that Dad Hagen in 1938, this is important, okay? This is very important. In 1938, God uh, gave him what is known as gifts of healings, but... Let me turn there because I want to be specific. Do you remember what it was? I, I, hernias, lumps, bumps, uh, growths of any kind. Jesus said, uh, now uh, will be known in your ministry gifts of healings. What is referred to as gifts of healings. And specifically those areas, growths, lumps, bumps. You understand? So it was as the Spirit wills, but this was something that operated within his ministry gift offices. Yeah, yeah. Now, this was before the tangible healing anointing came on Dan Hagen, because in 1950, Jesus came to him and said, now I've given you a healing ministry, and he referred to the tangible healing anointing in 1950, and that was the rock wall vision. And he also told Dad Hagen, he, he told him, tell people how I ministered to you. Specifically, this is how I ministered to you. And then lay hands on the sick. And if you tell them what I told you, then they'll have faith to receive. You see, so this is for ministers. But we have to understand, congregation members, when a pastor calls for a healing line and says, uh, possibly I have a tangible healing anointing, and they explain I know I refer to some experiences I've had in the past and tell people there's a tangible healing anointing in my hands and I can minister to you that anointing. It's not praying for you. Remember, Pastor Nancy talked about that story yesterday. Jesus came out of the organ at a, at a meeting. Was it the Women's Auxiliary Club? And uh, I give that story. Pastor Nancy gave me permission to put it in my healing book because I think it's so pertinent. And Jesus told uh, Dr. Dufresne, you haven't been skilled with the anointing. Now, let me preface this. I don't think most of us have been near skilled with Dr. Uh, Hagen or Dr. Dufresne, so I'm not making fun of him whatsoever. We're just learning by this, and thank God he, was, he put that in a book so that we could learn from it, okay? But not to, oh, well. Yeah, it's not a message to him. It's to all of us. And Jesus told him, you know, you haven't been skilled. There, it was a period of a couple of days that went by, and he was in a hotel room and slept in, and Jesus came to him and, and, and gave him understanding. You haven't been skilled with that anointing. You've been advertising uh, prayer for the sick. Now, I have and not ministry to the sick. There is a difference of a tangible healing anointing being transferred. Pa'oshe, pa'oshe kembo osakaya, indele bretendushekaya. Now, uh, I saw this, uh, Miss Christina. Can you come out here? Um, I saw this when I was praying a couple days ago, and I don't know if I've ministered to you. I don't need to get in my head about it. Uh, but there's a tangible healing anointing, and you need to lay hands more on the sick in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. See, I can't impart anything, but when God tells me to minister 
then, then I just am obedient and the Spirit does it. Amen? Praise the Lord. And uh, we can get mental about that, like Pastor Nancy said, you know, trying to figure out. But like, remember when I was telling you, I told the students, if you don't know what to, to do, just preach, teach, and heal like Jesus. Follow his example. I mean, that was a revelation to me. Just follow his example, and he will confirm it with signs following. In other words, uh, hey, we, we wouldn't be off if we had a healing line every service. Like Pastor Nancy said, and, uh, you know, pastors lay hands on the people often for impartations, refreshing, just, it, it just giving them what they need by the Spirit. Now, it's, it's good to be led, you understand, and specifically led like I was with Miss Christina there. Imasto, Kura, Singa. And I'm not, I, I had you in my spirit too, uh, Pastor Lorena, so why don't you stand up? Hallelujah. There's been some things you've flowed in together with your husband, and there's been some things you've flowed in in your own ministry, in your own life. And, but now that which is flowing through your own life is going to increase. Oh, shkipaya, healing power. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So you need to lay hands on the sick more too. Amen? Now, we need to teach our people how to receive by faith. And, and, but at the same time, pastors, uh, and you may not have a tangible healing anointing, but what did James, the brother of Jesus, do? He taught them you know, to have a bottle of oil, and it was a representation of the anointing, and, and uh, touch their head with it and lay hands on them. So we just need to lay hands on individuals and teach them how to receive in faith, whether it's a transfer of the anointing or whether it's prayer. Yes. You understand? Yes. Amen. All right. So uh, I'm going to, at this point, stop with that and say this, we need to know the difference between that tangible anointing. See, Jesus sent his disciples out two by two, and he gave them power and authority. Some says he gave them power over demonic spirits and to heal the sick. And is it Mark's account? Well, anyway, he gave them power and authority. And then it also says that Jesus cast the spirits out with the word. So we see that he both ministered through the tangible anointing and spirits left, but also we see that just he, he cast them out with the word. Now, he didn't need to say it in Jesus' name because he was Jesus. But there are times, now we need to be skilled at this. There are times when I am laying hands just in a healing line and God deals with me, take authority over that spirit that's binding them. Now, it doesn't mean uh, that they are demon-possessed. It means that there's something that's attached itself to their body and it's causing sickness, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, Pastor Hernandez, there was a service where the Lord dealt with me to, to uh, uh, remind you to become more skilled in that. And, and, and we referred to some CDs from Dad Hagen, what have you, uh, that when you stand in front of people, you're going to sense if it's a spirit or not. Because what Jesus taught Dad Hagen about casting spirits out is that it has, to be, it has to come from a word of knowledge and or the discerning of spirits and special faith. Wow. Okay? So if, if we're standing in front of somebody and a, a faith comes 
on us, if we know by the Spirit, whether it's discerning of spirits, whether you see that, remember that man, I saw that mask on him, but, um, or uh, we know by the word of knowledge that there's a spirit there present, but you've got special faith that rises up, you can take a 40 over that. Does that make sense? Or just casting out a devil if somebody is not saved. You can't just go around casting out devils. You understand? Remember that, uh, uh, the slave girl with the spirit of divination that followed Paul for many days, and it was irritating him, annoying him. And finally he turned around and said, in the name of Jesus, and he cast it out. Yeah. Well, she wasn't saved. He needed to just cast that out of her. There's a difference between somebody that's not saved and you just cast the devil out. You know, they possess their spirit. Then somebody who, uh, there's a spirit attached to himself and is causing sickness, disease, and what have you. But if we're skilled, we will know these things. And, and, and I believe that you can have a faith that rises up in you to take authority over that. In the name of Jesus. And really, I see, and I'm not going to split theological hairs over it because I'm still studying some of these things out. I see that Jesus cast him out with the word and through the transfer of the anointing. So, there's a difference there. Hallelujah. When I was a young girl... Uh, I'll back up, I'll back up. So sometimes I'm standing in front of individuals, and it could just be uh, operating in the tangible healing anointing to minister to all sickness and disease. But what I've noticed over the years, but there are certain endowments. Sometimes people, uh, many people with hearts, just get instantaneous. Sometimes it's over time, but uh, I, I see people with hearts I, I, that have been healed. I see physiological things. And many times, I, by the Spirit... If, and they need to tell me. And that's what I tell them. Let me know if it's a heart issue. Let me know if it's a physiological, mental issue. Um, especially you got things like schizophrenia. There are parts of the brain that aren't even there. And it takes really a friend or a parent or somebody with special faith to just to minister that. Now, I'm not going to split theological hairs over that either. Because you don't need special faith to minister the gifts of the Spirit. And the working of miracles, you don't need special faith for that. But I will say this, that I've stood in front of people and I'm used in the endowment of the physiological, uh, primarily for brain disorders. Many times they need a miracle because something is not there. Uh, they need an intervention in the ordinary course of nature. And I know by the Spirit, I have a faith that comes over me, and I can take authority over that. So it's not necessarily ministering anointing. It is just speaking in Jesus' name. Because there's a, just a, a faith out beyond my own faith. And then it's also, many times I see, it opens the door to a sustained miracle. And Dad Hagen talks about uh, sustained miracles with these endowments, and it's over a process of time. And I've noticed that in my own ministry. Uh, recently, Pastor Hernandez had a young girl who had autism. And I ministered to her, and I said, because that happened to me, just that came over me, and I said, uh, I am not able to be here to do this, but to keep this going. I, I did lay hands on her, and, and, but I said, in the name of Jesus, we command this body and this mind to be made whole. Yes. Yes. Didn't we? Because wholeness is different than just healing. Yes. 
healing is a process for the body parts. Wholeness is making the, the body part whole or the whole body healthy or whole. You understand? Uh, but so, again, we need to be skilled in these things, not just put them all in one bag. Know that, that uh, wholeness requires a miracle. Yeah, something to be created. An intervention in the ordinary course of nature. Something to be created. It's not there. Many times the physiological brain, uh, there are mental disorders where something is not there and it needs to be created. And I believe many times we see that with autism because it's developmental. Things have not developed properly. So uh, I told Pastor Hernandez that I have an endowment along this line. If you will continue to lay hands on her and keep this, because many times it's a sustained miracle. It's a process. I mean, I've seen uh, people over five years become completely out of that. Well, this dear little girl wrote me a note and said, thank you so much for ministering to me. How long did that take, Pastor? Four to six years. Yeah, wow. And they just kept uh, laying hands on her and speaking over that and said, you know, Pastor Debbie ministered to her and we keep that gift going, working in her what she needs. And she is completely free from autism to this day. Amen? I had a, a young man who had a lot of different problems, cutting himself and this and that. Uh, he had some mental issues there. And I uh, had a witness, by, and, and, and he, he was suicidal. He had a very rough family background. And the Lord dealt with me. He doesn't understand this. And he, he's not, he wasn't even living for God at the time. I mean, he was a Christian, but he was, you know, very nominal. He was, just had a lot of issues going on. But, but God loves, you know, he, he loves people. And he loves these young ones that have been raised up in these homes that are dysfunctional. And many times it, it allows uh, either it's something from uh, the parents physiologically that carried over the years, you know, you understand, hereditary, and, and or just the devil gets in there and wreaks havoc. But anyway, uh, he, he came up, I, I called him up one day, and he was only about 12 years old. And I said, the Lord's dealt with me to minister to you. I did not tell him what I was doing. But I took authority over that. And then I said, you'll be made whole and healed in Jesus' name. There was a special faith that rose up in me to minister to him. And it took five years. And every time I thought about it, I would lay hands on him. Thank God that that was working in him. And then I started teaching him what was happening. He he started living for God. He, he finally came to our Bible school, and then he was called into the ministry. Now, because of his dysfunctional background, he eventually fell away, and that saddens our heart. But I'm telling you here today that he, he was off almost 17 medications. Went to the Bible school, was doing well, but just through other voices, he, he fell away. So that's a sad thing, but, but we, we still saw... What's that? God yeah, God expected something out of him. And I tried to teach him that, hey, I ministered to you this many years ago. This is what's happening. And he says, yes, Pastor Debbie. He said, you understand, you've been laying hands on me all these years. And I've noticed that gradually I've been getting off more medications. 
and, and finally he got off all of them. And he was using his own faith, but like I said, he just let some things get back in because he had a, an undisciplined lifestyle and he, his parents or a single parent contributed to that. You've got to teach them. They can't be playing their Game Boy all, long, all day long and you've got to teach them. You know, they can't be lazy and, and this and that. It, it's going to affect them in ministry. I said it's going to affect them in ministry. So you understand that we have to be skilled in these things. And I, I'm just about through here, but I, I want to mention uh, there's so many things, and I would really encourage you to get the book, Divine Healing Health for Today, and read uh, that last chapter about the tangible anointing and the endowments of the Spirit. And then about Pastor Jay and I's story, and we have so many different miraculous stories that go along with the endowments on our own life. I know God uh, uses Pastor Jay uh, along the line of the endowments of autoimmune and uh, for bones and what else, honey? Sorry. Bones, backs, joints, and there's something else, uh, and cancer. Um, and, and then for myself, you know, again, the physiological brain, the bones, backs, joints, hearts, uh, and then also ears was added to that. Uh, some years ago, Dr. Dufresne, you've, you've heard me, our, our people have heard me talk about this story, uh, but Dr. Dufresne was talking about a meeting coming up, and, and the Lord told him to tell ministers, if you come, you'll receive impartations. If you'll come, you'll receive impartations. And he was saying that more so than he usually does. And I remember we were in uh, Indiana at a meeting, I believe it's a women's conference pastor that you were doing there. I was sitting at the table, and I was right by Dr. Dufresne, and I said, Dad, I, I don't believe I'm going to be able to go to that meeting. He looked at me with fire and said, I said, God told me that if ministers will come, there will be impartations. I didn't look to my husband. I didn't look to anybody else. I, I almost did this. Yes, sir. <laughs> And I said, yes, Dad, we'll be there. I'll be there. No, I didn't ask anybody. I was going to be there. I didn't know how, but I was going to be there. And I was there. And a period of over several days, you know, your, your natural thing, you know, well, what happened to the pop? You know, what happened? No, it was a wonderful meeting. But, but as far as impartations, I didn't sense anything extraordinary at the time. I knew a lot of stuff was going on inside of me and for longevity for ministry and so on and so forth but specifically speaking for an endowment and at the and and i just said lord i receive impartations whatever it is you want i can't make it up i can't say lord i i want an endowment for ears for ins you know not ears but <laughs> uh, to to minister to those who have ailments concerning the ears and, and you know like deafness or you know inner outer middle ear whatever um and that last night, it just rose up in my spirit because you've been faithful. Now that's added to your ministry uh, is an endowment to minister to those who have ear issues. I'm like, well, praise the Lord. And I know uh, I've seen doctor and uh, minister. So I watched how he did it, you know, to learn. I saw brother Ricky. Uh, so I watched how he did it and I learned, okay, that's what they do. All right. And, uh, and, and, and I learned, and then I just checked my own spirit, Lord, how do you want me to do this? 
And I can't just be a cookie cutter of everybody else. But how do you want me to do this? But there were, there's things I could learn from them. So we watch. I said we watch. Yeah. And uh, so there are tongues of interpretation and prophecy that God has used me in over the years. And I'll just say this very quickly because I think this is a key part that I, I, I believe I was supposed to get out. See, my grandmother lived with us for several years, and she was a, she was a pastor and a traveling evangelist, and my great-grandmother was a traveling evangelist uh, and found out that she was used mightily in the healing ministry. Well, yeah. praise the Lord. And uh, actually, my great-grandmother, uh, my grandmother tells me the story that she was used to pray for the man who started the Assemblies of God to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, one of the men. Um, the way my grandmother put it was the lead man, but I, whoever that was at the time, to get filled with the Holy Ghost. So anyway, and she had a powerful healing ministry. There was a picture of a person uh, that had been... Uh, uh, she was one of those, they called them the dare, yeah, daredevil stunt jumpers, anyway, and she broke her back. But she was standing there, the picture of her, and my grandmother had ministered to her, obviously had an endowment for bones, because she, she was completely healed in her back. And I noticed that through some of the pictures, and, and uh, we, we have some pictures in there uh, of my great-grandmother. But anyway, so my grandmother lived with us, and she would call me in there in the evening and want me to read the Bible to her, and I would do the same thing as, you know, uh, Pastor Ruby. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because at the time I wasn't living right, I'll be honest with you, and, but... He wants me to read the Bible, and I'm, I'm feeling condemned and shamed. And Okay, I'll read the Bible. I loved my grandmother, so I did. And, but she taught me some things. And she said, see this notepad here? And I said, yes. She said, in the, in the middle of the night, I, I wake up. Sometimes I heard her singing in the middle of the night. She said, sometimes I'll wake up, and God gives me songs. And I write it out. You're supposed to write it out. I didn't realize she was teaching me about psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And that also is an earmark. Uh, it, it, it's comfortable for me. It's something that seems easy. And, and I remember uh, when I was in a school, the Bible class, we, Pastor Jane and I were working in the healing school in the Kenneth Hagin Ministries and teaching and preaching. And we took a, uh, a, a day a week and, and taught, and others did the same. Sometimes they'd give us all week long. But we were in the school of the Bible, and sometimes we would travel at the time. We were starting traveling ministry um, and emphasizing healing at the time, of course. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to stop here. So uh, what was I talking about? Just okay, so we were in. I, I'm going to stop here. See, I'm, I'm needing to, to wind it down. <laughs> And I was at a school of the Bible class, and Joe Dunnick, a friend of ours, but he is in charge of the class, said uh, there was an anointing that came to the class. I mean, it's a school of the Bible. He just usually taught a lesson, and we went on to the, the, the church service. Uh, it was like a, a uh, what do you call it? Sunday school. Sunday school, thanks. And he, he actually called on me and said, Debbie, do you have something? And the Spirit of God came on me, 
and I just had a song. Now, I played my guitar just by myself and got songs by the Spirit, and I'd also listened to my grandfather, who was a pastor and a traveling minister, and it used mightily in miracles and what have you, and in the prophet's office. Um, he, he had a school of the prophets. We found out that was unscriptural. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we, learn, we live and learn. But I listened, and he got songs by the Spirit. And then I remember Grandma talking about that. She'd get songs. And just it came on me. It was the easiest thing ever. And I said, yeah, I have something. And I just stepped out in a song. And really, it was, uh, I, I gave some tongues and interpretation, but then just sang a song uh, by the Spirit. And it was just simple prophecy, edification, exhortation, comfort. But then there was revelation that came in it. And I noticed it wasn't just simple anymore. It was a ministry. And God was showing me something. See, we have to understand when these things happen, what did Pastor Nancy say? There's patterns that God moves. Yeah. And so I sang that out, and then I started uh, having some words of knowledge about healing. And many times God will use me to start calling those out in, the, in a general sense in the, in the service. But then also uh, words of wisdom about the glory of God that will manifest in the body of Christ and so on and so forth. Now, as if I'm a, <laughs> I can't do that on my own. But we call these things in as the Spirit gives us unction. And I noticed that that, that was an endowment on my life to sing out by the Spirit and uh, yield to psalms, hymns, spiritual songs that had revelation, words of knowledge, and gifts of the Spirit were in there. You understand? And tongues interpretation, which equals what? Prophecy. The spirit of prophecy was what psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are in the first place. But So we all should be singing or just speaking out psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. I mean, a spiritual song is just singing about what was just taught in the service. A hymn is just unto God. It's a worship song. That's what we've been doing. Uh, Brother David is, I, I believe, very proficient in, in hymns in worship unto the Lord. So a spiritual song. And then a psalm. I mean, what did the psalmist David do? But we have to do it in light of the New Testament. And you can just speak it out or you can sing it out. And that will help us. Sometimes Dad Hagen talks about all night long, just psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. And, and it would help him through the troubles and the trials of life. And I've done that before where it just seemed like I was overwhelmed. And especially before I'm ministering, many times on my way, I'll sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Why? Because I'm hooking up to my spirit. And psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs aren't just tongues, but it's tongues and it equals prophecy. So really, it's speaking your faith. I said it's speaking your faith. When you're singing out a song that's in line with the word, you're speaking out your faith, right? And then you can get revelation with that, and that's most likely a ministry gift offers, Okay. Well, praise the Lord. So why don't you stand up? I just wanted to get that out there. Um, there was one other time you've heard me refer to several years ago that we were in North Carolina uh, doing meetings for some pastor friends of ours. And I was on the keyboard, and I, and I played the keyboard quite a bit and led praise and worship, what have you. But I was just following... Uh, Jay was ministering to other ministers, just for refreshing, okay? 
And the Lord dealt with me very specifically on that keyboard. Get up off this keyboard. Thank you. Appreciate that. Get up off this keyboard. And go lay hands and the anointing will be twice as strong. So I did that and got up there, laid hands. He just looked at it. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you can join me and laid hands with him. And it was just refreshing, but the anointing was twice as strong. And some of these, we don't go by if they fall down, but some of them literally flew back. It was that strong. I'm like, what is in this hand? Praise the Lord. But I was learning to yield to that tangible anointing. And, you know, Dad Hagen says the same spirit who heals, fills. So I noticed also that I had anointing to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. And it wasn't just through special faith because um, we, we see that many times special faith is used to get people filled with the Holy Ghost in a ministry gift. Now that's, you can just get filled with the Holy Ghost just through faith and teaching somebody to prime the pump and to speak it out of your mouth. Just, you know, just, and, and just pray in the spirit every day and let it grow. And, you know, but uh, there are ministry gifts like Howard Carter, his, uh, he was used to get people filled with the Holy Ghost, right? His wife was used the endowment for healing. So he was standing around a bunch of young people, students one day, and, and somebody came up and wanted healing and wanted him to lay hands. And he said, go to my wife. Almost everybody that she lays hands on gets healed. But God uses me to get people filled. And then when the person left and did that, um, he told the students, now I could have laid hands on him, but it would have just been with my faith. So that tells me that he wasn't operating in a tangible healing anointing. So it was either, I'm not sure if they said it was special faith or just the uh, transfer of the anointing to get them filled with the Holy Ghost, but there is a difference. I said there is a difference, right? Amen. Uh, David, can you go to the keyboard, please? And, and uh, so I just want you to lift your hands. Lord, we magnify you. Lord, we magnify you. And we lift up your wonderful name. Oh, Lord, we magnify you. Just sing with me. We magnify you. Oh, Lord, we magnify you. And we lift up your wonderful name. Oh, yes, Lord, we magnify you. Oh, yes, we magnify you. And we lift up your wonderful name. Lord, we magnify you. Oh, we magnify. Oh, we magnify. We lift up your wonderful name. Oh, we magnify you in this room. We magnify you in this room. We magnify you in this room. Healing is in this room. 
this house healing is in this house healing healing is in this house today so just lift up your hands and say lord i receive the anointing corporately i receive healing is in this house today she And there's a stronger healing anointing in your life as you yield and lay hands. A stronger anointing to lay hands. Ha 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 ha. I see Jesus on your face I see I sense the anointing in this place and the glory of God is here to impart what you need no fear but just receive this week just receive what you need and change will come change will come it will be so easy it will be so easy hallelujah now unless uh, my husband or pastor nancy or somebody has something uh, i will just say that i will defer to pastor nancy this week in what god wants to use along the lines of the you know the gifts and the endowments and what have you that's just in my heart to do that um, is there anything that you had, sweetie? Other than that, it's been good to be in the house of God. I want to say something, David, because, and I, I'm going to quit with this. We got into a place the other day that helped me get over. Now, whether or not we use that in service, I don't copy those things. You know, that was just the anointing that was here on Friday night during the training. But it, it helped me get over to where I was able to even minister today. Thank you. Thank you for that. That, that helped me. And that's one of the reasons my, my, the team knows sometimes I just dive in. It's like, I need to just dive in because, you know, it seems like you're doing a lot and distractions and this and that and the other. And ministers, I'm just saying, just your time with the Lord and just worshiping him and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And it, what I like to do is listen to Pastor Nancy, uh, when I'm getting ready and whatever it takes. I listen to Dad Hagen and, you know, my husband, whatever it takes, Dr. Frame, just getting, preparing my heart and getting over distractions and things. Let's receive this week. Thank you. You can be seated. Amen.
Hallelujah. Um, is John here, Jackie Hartman's grandson, or did he leave? Did he leave? He, he's here? He's not here? Is he here? Oh, there he is. John, come up here. Honey, we're supposed to minister to him, tongues interpretation. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. No, no, it's time, son. It's time, son. It's time for you to begin to minister. It's time for you to feed the sheep. Ha ha! Impartations into that office. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mashakaye. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for that impartation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shikalamaya, Sukalogora, Brasa Kiteye, Ugurogachi, Mosta Kepefri, Mokete Prophets, Stay a Progetche, Kete, Amroga Joshi. John, come back up here, John. Yeah? Yield with me. Pray in the Spirit. Yield. Okia, who, she, he came out. Yeah, yeah, who, 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, Pastor Schreier, can you come up here? I, I was led to lay hands on your hands, but then the Lord dealt with me. We needed to minister to Thank them. You, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. There's more. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. It's the same office, but another room. And you're going into it now. You're going into it now. A greater degree of that same anointing. And flowing, 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 flowing freely now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiplication, multiplication, multiplication of what you've had in measure now in a greater degree. Thank you, Jesus. And it's because, always remember this, you connected right. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I love these meetings. Don't you love these meetings? All the diversity and different flows of the Holy Ghost. You got anything else, Brother David, before we go any further? All right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just lift our hands one more time. Just grateful for God's presence. Grateful for His Spirit moving in our midst. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Come down here, Jocelyn, Brendan. Come down here. Moshekiye, Manzagiye, Manzagiye, Paramasakiye, Mandagiteye, Bragatikiye, Masakihaha, Brazagotoye. Yes, yes, you perceive correctly. Yes, you perceive correctly. Yes, it is increasing. Yes, the anointing is coming up. Yes, and you're stepping into a new place. And so, no, it's necessary for you to be more awake.
spiritually awake and aware for new level and the enemy opposes it in a greater measure he opposes on the level of the anointing so be prepared some things are going to have to change some things are going to have to be cut off some thinking is going to have to change but your grace the grace of god the help of heaven will freely free it is is not will is freely available to you to tap into and you'll laugh all the way through for what the devil tried it won't work <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, I see that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I, okay, all right, all right, thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, are you ready to receive an offer or, or give an offering this morning? You ready to give this morning? Thank God for the uh, privilege of sowing into the ministers. All these offerings are going to the speakers, so we're not taking any out for the expenses of the meeting. Praise God. Spirit of Faith Family Church is blessed, and we're just covering that all. So, but uh, if you want to, if you want to get by envelope, raise your hand. The ushers are there to get that to you. If you're making checks, make them to Spirit of Faith Family Church, and uh, and uh, we'll be uh, giving these to the guest speakers, like we said. Um, so, uh, don't forget the server schedule tonight, um, seven o'clock, right? Right? Am I right? I'm not too drunk to say the wrong time, am I? Is it seven o'clock? Seven o'clock tonight, and then of course, uh, don't forget uh, that's. 7 o'clock, 10 and 7, all the way through Thursday. But don't forget prayer school and, and uh, uh, I'm drunk. Prayer school and worship school. After this service, we're going to, let's say we, we get out of here at 1140. Then uh, we'll have a one hour break for lunch, whatever you prefer to do there. Go get lunch or whatever. And then come back here uh, at, let's say, maybe 1240 or something like that. And uh, 1245, you just want to do 1245. Sure. And uh, the worship school is right in this auditorium. And uh, then if you're going to prayer school, put that map up there. I have done deep intercession and study, and now I understand this map. <laughs> and uh, you are, see that square down there? That's a different color down there. But see that service and school, school of worship services down there is where you are right now. And then prayer school. Well, let me say it this way. There's a building directly behind this building. That's not the one prayer school's in. Prayer school's in the one just to the east, east of this uh, building behind us. So uh, there's a parking lot on the other side. You can park over there. And so the Ramos will be conducting that. You don't want to miss it. The, the non-singers, they go to prayer school. So if you sing and it sounds like, ah, ah like a duck or something, you know, then you might want to go over to prayer school. <laughs> so, but, uh, and then uh, don't forget if you're giving the electronic methods that uh, those are all, up, they were up on the screen, but you can get that information and give by, those of you watching my live stream can give the electronic ways through the text to give and so forth. That information's down on the chat below where you are watching right now. And I think that's about all that's necessary. Oh, I want to say this. The Spanish translation is happening every service. 
We're really thrilled about this. We've been getting so many people saying we want we want to hear what's being said, what Pastor Nancy's saying, what's being said in your services. And so that's really exciting to us. And so uh, get the word out. Let people know maybe that you know that are speaking Spanish or speak only Spanish. That's a YouTube channel, Jabley Ministries Spanish or Espanol. And so um, then you can get all the products, uh, the, the services on recording. If you're still old school and you don't know how to go online or YouTube, you can get them all. They're available for sale in our bookstore. And, uh, and, uh, but that's, that's good enough for the ministers, uh, I mean, for the uh, announcements right now. All right. You ready to give this, this morning? Let's stand to our feet. Father, we're grateful for the privilege to sow into the work that you're doing in the earth. Thank you for the fullness of this era and for the vessels you're using the ones you've called and the ones you've put your hand on to uh, be a part. We, we count it a joy, Father, to sow our seed into those lives. And, Father, be a part of contributing to the advancement of the era and the work of God. We thank you, Father God, that as we sow, every need of the ministries that are here this week are met. Every need in our personal lives are met. And our businesses, they're met. In our own local churches, they're met. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, Father, for all the harvest comes because we say so. We thank you for the angels that are working, bringing it in. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, you may be seated. Go ahead, ushers, and receive the offering. Don't forget the product table. I don't think we've said much about it yet uh, during these meetings, but the product table is back here. Pastor Nancy brought a product table. Did you bring anything? No, no products. Deborah Banks brought some things, I think. She's got some wonderful uh, singing CDs. She just put another one out, I believe. So uh, that's back there on the table. Um, Pastor Ike, he doesn't, he, he doesn't put his products back there because um, if he did, he'd have to give all the money to Pastor Gerald because <laughs> she gives him all her, his sermons. <laughs> so anything he preaches that's real good, you just go to Pastor Gerald and say, man, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I don't think you brought any products. So um, praise the Lord. All right, everybody give. Did the offering bucket go by? All right, stand with me to your feet. Hallelujah. I got some good things out of that, Pastor Debbie. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. I want to say, she has that book. What's the, the one that's called Divine Health and Healing Today? Pastors. I, I told her, take the back. Is that just one chapter? I forget. Uh, it's a big chapter. Just chapter 13, is it? You, as a minister, you've got to read that chapter 13. I told her, just take that and put it in its own book. It has a lot to do with endowments and so forth. We want to be skilled, right? And I, I love that part of the book. So go ahead and get that. It's in our bookstore if you want to go get it. Greet somebody. Tell them I'll see you, to, well, this afternoon, all right? And Okay, yeah, it's on all the uh, Kindle and all the Amazon and all that too. So praise God. We'll see you in either prayer or worship school or tonight you're dismissed.